Hey everybody, welcome to the Basic Buzz. My name is Davey, and this is episode 29. Welcome back everybody, happy 2019. And in the joy of the new year, I thought in the spirit of all things new, um, I thought we should look into self-care, self-healing, and... You know, it seems to be that kind of time of year where everybody kind of gets introspective, makes goals, vision board planning, all this thing pops up on my Instagram feed and everybody's like, you know, getting groups together, having little parties, getting pictures and cutting it out and doing all this stuff and saying new year, new me. I'm I'm all here for it. But let's let's take a look a little deeper and I wanted to bring a guest on that could probably help some of us figure out some of our purposes, maybe take a look inside and maybe um, work on self-care. So today I have a special guest, very, very special guest. Uh, her name is Kay Renee. How are you doing today, Miss Kay Renee? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Certainly, certainly. So let's let's start with this. What... How would you describe what you do or like, what is it that you call yourself? So just in general, I would say that I'm a South Carolina native, a decade plus Georgia peach, a nature lover, (laughs) a natural hair queen, kickboxing fighter, an intuitive and an intuitive coach on purpose. Wow. Wow. That's a lot to take. Okay, so <laughs> so 10 years in Georgia, and I assume you're still in Georgia at that point. That's your base yeah. of operations. Yes, I'm still in Georgia. Okay, okay. And so you said that you are, he, you basically are a life, a, a coach, a purpose coach. Is that? Yes. Yeah. So I coach people to clarify their purpose and basically how they can build a meaningful, a meaningful life around it by guiding them to the deep knowing that is already within them. So that deep knowing for some, they may say gut instinct for some, they may say intuition, uh, but basically really getting in tune with yourself to clarify the direction that's best for you to clarify your purpose and how you really live a life on purpose and create meaning for yourself. It sounds like it's, you know, that's a very complex and um, emotionally tying um, career choice. So how did you get to this point to decide that this was the career path you wanted to follow? Okay. So really this started with my own story and my own source of pain. My sister had passed, my marriage was falling apart, it was dissolving, and I really didn't find any fulfillment in my everyday life. I woke up just with no feeling of meaning. And in addition to that, I just felt some debilitating anxiety. I I felt stuck. Like I couldn't move anywhere. Uh, I was overwhelmed with a lack of clarity of Mm -hmm. who I truly was and what I truly wanted. So it was out of this place of pain, real pain, that I I came to a realization. Mm -hmm. I was living a life that I'd created based on what I thought I was quote unquote supposed to do yeah. by society, by friends or family. Um, and, and I was trying to be who I thought I thought I was supposed to be. And it, it just wasn't my life. 
it wasn't the life that I was designed to live. I knew that I needed to go inward and really determine and discover who I was and what my purpose was without any of these other voices going on in the world. And so I intentionally put myself through a period of deep isolation to really get clear about my next steps and what it, what I needed to do in order to move from this place of pain and not get stuck there to a place of full transformation. And it was challenging. It, it wasn't always easy. People didn't necessarily understand it because not everybody faces their pain in, in this type of way. Things got really quiet. I spent a lot of time with my own thoughts. And in this, my level of awareness really deepened and I began to hear more and more loudly something I had only heard as a whisper inside of me before, my intuition, this intangible inner voice. And because of this process of going inward, I felt stronger. I felt more of my true self, more courageous. I made decisions more confidently out of place of this is truly what I want. I was more capable more than ever of navigating complex relationships that I just wasn't able to in the past. And I experienced moments of true joy that I just never had or I didn't in a long time. But most importantly, it was this deep intuition that I developed and I could see how the pieces of my life, these puzzle pieces, were coming together from a higher level. And so as I came out of this period of isolation back amongst people, I found that I could see the same thing in other people's lives, those those puzzle pieces that I saw in my own life. So I remember sitting at a bar with two friends and sharing what I saw in them that I felt they needed to work through in order to move forward. And they both fell into tears pretty much back to back as I really spoke to some deep truths. And this same story repeated over and over again with people I knew and people that I didn't know. And so I began to realize that part of my story and part of my purpose was helping people put together their life puzzle pieces to find their purpose by sharing with them what I had discovered, which was this pathway to developing a deep inner knowing that they can get strength from, confidence, direction, and really a life of purpose. So that's what I do today, and that's why I do it. I do it through the work at an organization, through my coaching, and in my personal life. It's my whole life, and it's part of my purpose. Wow. That, that, that's great. And I, I know a lot <laughs> of us out there don't necessarily seem to know what our purpose is, uh, much less um, seem to know where we're headed a lot of times, uh, you know, it's, I always bring it back to like Instagram because everybody's fam- like pretty familiar with that. You you scroll through your, your feed and you realize you're waking up every day, you're eating, you're going to sleep, you go to work, you might like your work or might not. And then, you know, you, you repeat the whole cycle again until you get like your weekends or a trip or a vacation somewhere. And then you feel like, huh, I've been missing this my whole time. Um, so... What are your goals at this time? Like, what are you, what's the next thing for you? What are, what are you working on? So as far as my goals, you know, while I have specific goals of growing my business and continuing to hone my own craft, which will never stop, my ultimate goal is just this, to live more into my purpose each day. 
by creating safe spaces for people to be deeply seen, heard, and to be able to access their own ability to heal in order to become more in tune with who they are and who they're destined to be. So in general, that's my goal. That's my personal goal. That's my professional goal. Because what I do as far as a coach, that's not just left up to my professional life. I also just, I, I embody that just who I am personally as well. So does that involve yoga? Actually, funny enough, I don't do yoga. Like I said earlier, (laughs) I do kickboxing. That's my form of meditation. Don't mess around (laughs) with this one, y'all. She's out here. She's out here. Fist of fury. So, um, so given that that's your, your goal, what, so what kind of services can you provide to people or what is it that you provide in a sense of like, um, to your clients? Yeah. So, I'm first I provide a brief complimentary clarity call. So I'm going to say that in case anybody who is listening to this podcast is interested, (laughs) but I do that uh, with people to explore if we might be a good coaching client match, because, you know, let's keep it real. Everybody is not for a particular coach. So everybody, I know that everybody is not for me. So this call is really important. And we look at what the person wants to desire, what they desire to change in their life, what they want in a coach, all those kinds of questions. And then after that, I do provide virtual coaching sessions, um, some in-person coaching sessions if someone is in the greater Atlanta area. But Predominantly, I do online coaching, virtual coaching. And so I have individual sessions that I offer, uh, a package of four or six sessions. And of course, the more you purchase, the price is a little bit better for each one. Perfect. What is it that perhaps you're doing something that maybe we should be paying attention to? Like, maybe is there something that you are doing behind the scenes, maybe that we should be looking forward to that we haven't seen from you yet? Well, I'm excited because I'll be developing some products related to really strengthening and cultivating your intuition, getting clear about your purpose, and also about acts of self-preservation, which, if that's not clear, (laughs) writer and activist Audre Lorde says, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And so I'm going to be creating some products related to that as well. I'm also in the works of collaborating with a couple of coaches and healers and slash educators on future experiences or workshops. And lastly, in the works, I'll be chatting soon on another podcast to get get into a bit of another aspect of my story and work with entrepreneurs. That's awesome. That is really cool. And um, so I guess before we get into the topic session, I wanted to ask, um, usually if there's like one kind of go-to thing that you could drop, not like as a dime for someone that's maybe walking through the street and here's what you do. And it's like, hey, before I get off this subway, what is something that you could tell me um, that maybe I can work on? Hmm. Like a quick pro tip. Well... 
part of it is I don't. This isn't necessarily a pro tip. I'm just a huge advocate of people investing in themselves and their wellness. And a lot of people just don't because we're just so busy in that daily grind. And so what I would say is to do that. And for some people, you know, they may say that financials get in the way. But you don't always have to have finances to invest in yourself and your wellness. So, you know, that might be some kind of self-retreat. That might be taking a day where you disconnect from technology to reconnect with yourself. It might be you investing in counseling. It might be you working with a coach. But I I would say that. And in that, in doing inner work, be patient with your process. So I emphasize your process because your process isn't going to look like anybody else's. I think we live in a society where a lot of people compare their journeys to other people way too much and social media doesn't really help with that. Mm. So invest in yourself and your wellness and be patient with your process. Yeah, we could go a whole nother day talking about how social media has done stuff. But uh, (laughs) we'll be back, y'all. We'll be back right after this with the topics du jour. Hey, Basic Fam, we are back with Kay Renee, and she is here to kind of help us go over some of the topics du jour. And again, the topics here that we're kind of covering, they are going over self-care. You know, at the end of every year, we get, have all this fun, the holidays, everything pops up, we're excited, we go out, we get gifts, we whatever it is. Then we bring in that new year. We wake up the next day hungover, but glad it's a, it's a day off for most of us. And then we start planning for what that year is bringing to us. One of those things that I, I mean, you'll hop on your phone in the morning. You open up Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you are. And one of the biggest hashtags, which pet peeve, I cannot deal with this anymore. I have to like skip that whole day for social media entirely. But, Kay Renee, I wanted to ask you, so what's, what's up with this hashtag new year, new me thing? And it's, been, it's every year, it's like this, you can just, it's just coming. Like, you just know it's there. So, <laughs> like, what, what makes, what about New Year's really makes people want to switch up who they are, you know? Well, I think a new year communicates to people that, first of all, it's just, it's the prime time to start a new slate. After much self-indulgence, like you just talked about for many people over the holidays, mm-hmm. it becomes a time to go into a different year with a new mindset and new habits. And essentially, it's like closing one chapter of a book, starting the next. But can you really close a chapter? Like, is that really, you write the end and you say, and that was the end of the wonderful year we had of 2018 <laughs> and then whoop, switch the page and everything but I, one thing I just want people to like I don't get is like they flip that page and they pretend like the rest of the book that was written before that don't, doesn't exist like it was just whoop, whoop, gone you know? <laughs> I, I, well yeah some people do that and it works for some people how? but some people some people <laughs> well you know Look, some people go, you, go into the new year and say hey I'm cutting off all unhealthy toxic relationships people can I know some people who are very much bl- is black or white I'm going to completely cut this off. You are blocked from my phone, all social media. I will not talk to you again. My <laughs> so favorite that chapter. My favorite is the people who put on the glasses and act like you don't they don't see you at all. Like we work in the same office, Karen, like you have to say hi to me. 
<laughs> and then that happens. Yeah. So, so you know, what winds up happening in that instance is that people I, below the surface, people are still carrying certain pain, certain situations into the new year with them without even kind of resolving all of that, mm. um, which most likely will lead into more problems in the new year. So in your opinion, then, this is... This is obviously an open topic and forum for discussion, but how, how do they or what would you suggest that they do then to actually bring in the new year um, mm-hmm. with a possibility of a new self or a healthier self? So, I mean, when we talk about new year, new you, a lot of people focus on resolutions. The first thing I would say is people fail. I'm not just the one saying this. A study, not just one study, but multiple studies say say this. Um, 80 percent of us, one study in particular says 80 percent of us will fail by the second week of February when it comes to New Year's resolutions. But the reason for this failed the second day. the overachievers, they, they might get, you know, they're that, I'm, I'm sure they're that, uh, 20% left. <laughs> yes. But I think a main reason for this is that people fall off when they don't see immediate results right. and much of the change that people desire is not going to have instant gratification. So here's my suggestion. There are four key things. One is get clear about your commitment to yourself, not I don't like the language of resolutions. I talk about commitments. And you need to have a mindset that deep transformations require deep commitment. So, and, and think about the real work that goes into change. So do you want to increase your confidence? Do you want to become more fit? You want to have healthier relationships, whatever it is, get clear about that. So that's the first thing. Second thing is set long-term and short-term goals. You know, people tend to either say, hey, by December of 2019, I'm going to be, you know, lose whatever weight or I'm going to be this or that or have whatever money. But mm-hmm. they don't necessarily look at the short term goals in the meantime. And then when they get to the end of the year and they don't meet that goal, you know, keep that same energy. Exactly. Exactly. So have these short term goals along the way. So what's going to happen in the first quarter of the year? What's going to happen in six months? What are you going to be doing? And given your responsibilities, demands and life circumstances, is it realistic? So that's the second thing. Set long term and short term goals. The third thing is establish rewards for yourself along the way. So even though you may not yet see the full results of your commitment that you want to see by December of 2019, acknowledge yourself for your incremental steps in the strides you're making and find ways to reward and celebrate yourself because this will ultimately help to motivate you to sustain that commitment. It sounds like my uh, my annual summer trip where basically I starve myself all the way up to summer, get the summer bod ready. And then during that one week of vacation, there's a slew of alcohol and just buffets and everything else. And then I'm back at it already. Well, you know what? That leads me to my last point, which oh, is 
even in <laughs> even in those moments, be gentle and kind to yourself. So if you have given your all or for some reason you had a short season where life just happened and you had a crazy weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just didn't stay on track with, you know, financial goals, growing your business, whatever it might be, like don't beat yourself up. Don't give up and watch how you talk to yourself. So I have mm-hmm. a friend who says the voice in our heads can be the itty bitty shitty committee. Oh, and- <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> and that is so true. We like we have to be kind to ourselves. So give yourself some grace and then get back on track. Hmm. I like so it. four things. Get clear about your commitment to yourself and have a mindset that deep transformations take deep commitment. Have short term and long term goals. Establish rewards for yourself and be gentle and kind to yourself. Hmm. Um, hearing what you've said, I think we can all take heed to. I mean, there's there's plenty of things that I like to imagine that I have tried to do and I have certainly failed. And over the years, you know, I, I don't want to say like I succeeded at the end of a year. And something mm-hmm. maybe I can add on is it, it's not just having deep commitments. It's also about having time. Um, that time aspect of it you know people always laugh about like okay going to these these old relationships that you have those things you know those feelings those emotions take time to heal as well or like moving on and getting out of those bad habits so uh i i I love everything you just said i'm pocketing that one yeah itty bitty shitty committee Yes, I love that one. And I completely agree with you, too, because the thing is, for a lot of changes and transformations that people want to make, a year is just not enough. Right. Well, thank you. So now let's hit topic number dos. In every new year, like it's something that we can just follow on and pile on to. Um, it's something you've already kind of hit on is, you know, self-healing. Um, you said in your own words that you had to kind of go through the same kind of process mm-hmm. or, you know, early on into your career to kind of self like find yourself again. So what is what is really the importance of, you know, self healing and discovery? Oh, that's a that is a short question with a long answer, but I'm going to <laughs> <solve> it. <laughs> It's a deep question with many layers. And so I'll say three points. And what I'll do is I'll capture that by my own story to put some context to what that could look like. So the three things of why this is this is important. First, it heals those places in you that were open wounds and potentially impacts other aspects of your life in health, unhealthy ways. Um, then The second thing is, it's your chance to undo and unlearn what isn't really helping you in your life today. It's really kind of pulling you back. And then the third thing is that it gives you the opportunity to really take your power back. So those may be, you know, really heady responses. So I'm going to give my own story to kind of put some legs on that. So when I began to intentionally do my own inner work, 
one of the th- one of the many things <laughs> I discovered was that I was very codependent. This mm. meant for me that I was controlling. I made decisions based on other people's responses versus my own desires. I put others before myself. I masked my pain with anger. I couldn't identify my own feelings. I mean, the list goes on. And I was spending so much of my life with anxiety, not not being well, tightness in my chest, living on edge with everything I said or did because I wanted to please everyone. And I didn't even know how to please myself. So this codependency was an open wound that led to unhealthy and sometimes toxic relationships with myself, friends, partners, and family. And that's that's that wound that I was talking about. That's right. that wound that I needed to heal. So then I recognized that my codependency was a learned habit and also a coping mechanism. So I realized that this was something that I took on from the dynamics of my upbringing and also relationships that I was in. And I no longer wanted to be on this cycle of I'm living each day on edge. So getting to undoing and unlearning. I went through a process of unlearning. I started to create boundaries because I didn't have any before. I started spending time with myself. I started to I, learning to say no to others in order to say yes to myself, which I did not do before. And then the last thing, taking the power back. So in me becoming aware of these habits and stopping myself from unhealthy, unhelpful behaviors, I began to take my power back. I felt more of myself. I began to discover who I was. I was more confident and powerful than I ever have been. And so, you know, if if you have these dark, if you have dark feelings or you have feelings of discomfort that you are living and you are living on edge every day, pay attention to where that's coming from and consider in, in doing that work, get to the root of the problem uh, so that you can begin to really heal, take your power back and live the life that you were designed to live. Right. And, and it's, you know, in hearing that, I think a lot of us can go back and kind of look at something that we have perhaps reacted to something that someone probably said or did mm-hmm. um, with a quickness. I'm thinking like child, like get out of my face kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. uh, and then yes. very quickly, maybe the day after some time after you kind of reflect back on and say like, what was that about? Like, you know, and, and for me, for me specifically, it happens to me all the time. And that usually occurs usually after some growth moment. Mm-hmm. I am very conscious now when I go into the world, when people respond to me in a way that is is unsettling, I always think to myself, is this something that was truly about me or is this mm. about them and their stuff and whatever they have going on? Um, there's there's this thing called the four agreements that you or the listeners may or may not be familiar with. But one of the four agreements uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz is don't take anything personal. Mm. <laughs> and so sure. I try to operate in that sense because people always operate from their own hurt, their own experiences, you know, their own stuff. Mm. You're right. So it's important for us to do our inner work, which can be messy, scary, gritty, and a long process. And a lot of people just ain't ready to sign up for it. True. <laughs> it's very true. And I guess, um, I'm guessing like part of that, once you finally kind of get to that self-healing discovery, and I think this is part of the process that you were talking about earlier as well, was you end up with a clear path to your purpose, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing in your case, that kind of came like in your story, like you 
found enough of yourself. You found enough. You did enough healing. You found enough back of who you truly were. Um, and the purpose kind of revealed itself to you. And I think a lot of our listeners out there, you know, basic, basic fam, like, take heed. This is, this is a new year. This is a new opportunity for everybody out there to go out there, you know, maybe look at something, take a look at yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. things around you obviously will have a certain effect on you. Maybe do like Kay Renee just said, like take a moment to see when you've reacted negatively on something that perhaps may have been misconstrued and look back inside and see why that could be and then build Mm -hmm. your plan um, and maybe build a resolution around it. You know, Mm -hmm. these, these are perfect times. You know, it is a new year. This could be a new you, you know, just like this is a new year. Maybe I might try that pomegranate mimosa the other day. Maybe. <laughs> Don't know. Still, I'm still reeling from that Bellini, but it's all good. Um, Kay Renee, thank you so much for coming on. It's uh, really been enlightening. I'm really glad you've had a chance. And although with all the pleasantries um, and certainly all the jokes, that I've had, it is really serious. Um, and obviously you're doing amazing work out here, helping people, um, discovering their purpose and uh, finding themselves in a in a deeper fashion so um guys you can follow her on ig she's at coach underscore k renee that's k-r-e-n-a-y and you've also got a facebook or facebook a website (laughs) right yes yes it's k hyphen renee.com cool and if anybody out there i'm guessing if they have any questions or anything they can either reach you via email or through um instagram and yeah yeah hit me up on instagram or you can email me directly uh my email address is coach at k hyphen renee.com perfect and i know there'll be a lot of people out there sending you a little message asking for (laughs) some life advice (laughs) well i look forward to hearing from you so there you go you heard it send your little life questions and she'll get back to you so uh basic fam will be right back with trista Hey, Basic Fam, we are back and we have got our favorite MUA and cosmetologist, Miss Trista. How you doing? Uh, I'm the thing. Oh, that's so <laughs> nice to know. I'm doing good. How are you doing this new year? We, uh, well, I'm doing well. I have to say the weather's been nice. I've been feeling mm-hmm. good. I'm not under the weather, which is also a good thing. So I will take it. Mm. And yourself? Mm. Mm. Well, I have been under the weather. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's that time of year, the holidays, you're around a lot of Jeremy people. Everyone's out shopping, not being so hygienic either. So, I mean, it's easy for things to spread around. And I have been fighting for weeks being sick. You know, you get that first little sign in your throat. Oh, yeah. And you're like, mm, I need to take a little something, drink a little hot tea, keep things at bay, keep all my vitamins in my system. And I was doing good, but it kind of kicked me once the new year started and um, got some antibiotics in my system and it's all Gucci now. Gucci, Gucci, fam. Mm. (laughs) All righty. So what do we got for, well, what do you have for us today, I should say? Well, um, I know that you had a guest on about, you know, mental and emotional self-care, taking care of yourself. Um, I just kind of want to build upon that from the beauty aspect of things. Mm -hmm. Things that you could do to take better care of your skin, better care of your hair, 
ways to kind of treat yourself. And all in all, at least speaking from personal experience, for me, it helps me get my little zen on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, certainly. <laughs> um, I want to start with things that, you know, you can go get done if you're able to. Um, by the way, <clears throat> shameless plug, um, I use Groupon for the first time. Hey, and I should have been welcome. using Groupon because, boy. Oh, yeah, there's I deals. I massage <laughs> on there. My favorite massage place, Massage Green. And I had a bomb-ass massage. That's one way I would love to treat myself. But again, it's treating myself. I don't go get a massage every month. I used to do that, but I mean, that could get expensive. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on a group line and got me a little massage. And boy, oh boy, was it phenomenal. Isn't it? I love yes. that place. It's amazing. Yes. Uh. So you can do that. Go have your massage. If you feel the mm, about people touching on your body everywhere. Well, not everywhere, but you know what I mean? If you had a massage, you're pretty much naked. If you're not naked, you're not <laughs> Okay, no, I know, I know, I laughed at that, but it's kind of true. Like you're ninety nine percent naked. Like I, they ask you, you're like they'll ask you, and they can, they'll say you can keep your usually like your uh, underwear on, mm-hmm. um, but most places, most professional places will ask you to get naked. And it, mm-hmm. and I know that first response is like, do you just mean like you know the top layer of clothing, or do you mean like all of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, socks too. Yes, so- socks too. Yes. <laughs> Bra too for ladies. Yes, you brought too. They have to be able to access your back. I mean, if you're totally uncomfortable being that exposed, again, you can talk to your massage therapist. They're there to make sure that you feel comfortable during the whole process. I mean, obviously, you have a sheet on you, so you're not like completely laid on the table, completely naked, and not covered up at all. Mm. Okay. But I mean, massage. I mean, if you have a boo at home that can give you a nice little shoulder massage or a foot massage, baby, kudos to you. That's <laughs> even better because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So I know that I know now that you approve of that massage one. Yes, thumbs up. Um, another way I like to kind of treat myself is sometimes, depending on my mood, if I want to be by myself, I get done by myself. If I want to like tackle two birds and one stone and have some girl time with my closest friends, and I did this recently actually, you know, go get a, a mani and a pedi. Oh yeah, that pedi. And that, that oh, you know about the pedicure, Look, baby? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, like I, it always kind of feels funny because it it's like a it's, I'm ticklish, so that doesn't like you know, it's uh, it's nice. It's, um, but that but, massage though. That foot massage. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've never had a pedicure, let me break it down a little bit for you. I mean, the overall purpose of a pedicure, just like a manicure, is to kind of make sure that your nails are up to par. Mm-hmm. They get nice and cleaned up and shaped. For females, you can get your, your toenails polished if you like to. Um, but also, added benefit is that you get to let your feet soak in warm water. So mm-hmm. it may be a little hot, but warm water, they give you a nice foot massage. That's pretty standard. You can also pay extra to get a little hot stone massage with the little hot stones. Mm-hmm. Bomb. You can get the piercing wax, which is not like waxing hair. No. It's supposed to just, you know, put your foot in a little baggie with some warm wax. <laughs> and it pretty much takes off like the dead layer of your skin. It does not hurt, I promise. It's just a little warm. <clears throat> but it doesn't hurt. You can also, you know, have like the salt scrub exfoliation. I mean, there's layers to pedicures depending on what you want to pay for. Gotcha. The more you get, obviously, the more expensive it is. So again, if you want to DIY this at home, you can get you a little pedicure spa, like from Walmart or whatever. 
it's like $20, $24, and you can do it at home. Hmm. I like that. I was... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. However, I'm thinking more so along the lines of you're probably going to have the significant other do the work, right? Because otherwise, how relaxing is it really? I mean, you can if they don't mind touching your feet. Some people, I mean, you can have the best looking feet, but some people just don't like touching other people's feet. <laughs> I've known many people like that. <laughs> oh, how dirty are <laughs> you? How messy are your feet, want... yo? What are you doing? <laughs> But some people also just don't like other people to get like the massage. They don't want other people like touching on their feet and stuff like that. True. Okay. But I mean, if you into a little fun time, a little bonding time with your boo, like I said before, um, you can have a little special time. You know what I mean? Bring out like a little massage oil and whatnot. Fellas, we know what that is. Put some flower petals up in that little. Bring out the oil (laughs) massage. Say, yeah, let me give you a back rub, baby. I'm like, a little lower. Okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. (laughs) That could lead to some self-care also you get some self-care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so we've got massaging we've got our mani petties and i'm waiting for your next pitch man i'm i'm on edge here i mean this one's not you know as exciting but i mean me personally being a cosmetologist i don't go get my hair done mm. to me it's just a matter of i know how to do hair i can do it myself for free so I just do, do my hair myself and save the money. If you have a salon that you've been wanting to go to or you have a size that you used to go to, don't really go to anymore, I would say also treat yourself to go get your hair done. Even if it's just a simple shampoo, condition, blowout, heat styling. Um, if you want to just go get a good scalp massage, oh my God, there is like almost nothing better than a good scalp massage. I was and just going to say, when they put that hair, shampoo and conditioner and they rub it in, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want to do your hair color, again, it really depends on how much money that you want to spend on it. You can make it as basic or as elaborate as you wish. If you want to get your weave done, you want to look a little extra nice, a little more professional job done, you can do that. Go get your hair trim. Everyone needs to get the hair trim. We talked about that last year. Yes, always. Speaking of which, I need to book mine. <laughs> so, I mean, it, yeah. I, my personal thing to do is usually when I'm in that chair, after they kind of like, you know, they, there's times when they kind of walk away. It's just like you kind of close your eyes and just let yourself just kind of like center, you know? Yes, like, and uh, relax. Let someone else do the work for once. Mm. And it's like, I will rarely, I can count my hand, I'll probably go to the salon once a year. Yes. But it's pretty much when it's like, you know oh what? God, I just don't feel chairs. like it. <sighs> those chairs yeah. are so comfortable. It's like sitting in like your favorite leather seat. <laughs> and everything that you smell so good, doesn't it? Yeah. Your hair smells so good when you leave the shop. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to the stylist, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are three, three things I suggest um, at least to go out and do. Again, you can also stay at home you can't really massage your back yourself i mean you can massage they have different instruments you can use foam rollers texture rollers stuff like that you can use to massage yourself um get someone else to give you a little massage you can also again some for some women it's therapeutic for them to do their own manicures at home Mm. um you could do your own hair it won't be the same experience but hey to some people that's soothing they can watch tv watch a movie while they're still the floor into the hair it's whatever because self-care um, involves mm-hmm. making sure that you're taking care of yourself and staying hygienic, clean. And, it, you know, it's something to be said about self-image, right? So maybe you don't love all the things about yourself, but taking the time to take care of yourself is loving yourself. 
and it's very important. I mean, this is a new year and I feel like everyone, not everyone, 95% of the population, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in their resolution yearly is being more fit or being more healthy. That is changing their diet or changing their activity. Um, you should really not even consider, you should just honestly just add self-care a part of your regimen, whether it is once a month. So 12 times a year, you go treat yourself to either a massage or a pedicure or a manicure. If you don't want to do both, if you can't afford both, save up for it, you know, forego getting a coffee every so often and put that money towards treating yourself. Hmm. That's my suggestion at least. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you very much. I mean, we always have a pleasure on here and definitely great ideas for self-care going into the new year um, and some great ideas for you know, giving yourself a break, really. You know, we always talk about making these big resolutions, these commitments and stuff like that. What about making commitments to just, hey, take a moment for yourself, treating yourself, getting away from everything, escaping all the emotional mental distress and stress that you involve that are involved in everyday activities whether it's driving in traffic going to work every day with to the job where this woman annoys you all day and stops by your thing and stops <laughs> interrupting your work sorry i'm flashback into my old job um, i can kind of so, tell mm-hmm. you know guys take that moment find yourself a massage maybe get a pedicure and you know or get a haircut it's always kind of nice to have that person go deep on that conditioning and uh giving you that nice little scott massage so yes and you can't say that you don't have time i mean you make time for things that matter most to you mm-hmm. you, you should really matter most to yourself also so just make make time make the time it could take an hour half an hour just make the time so mm. okay. amen amen well guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the basic buzz and we hope you guys have a great start to your 2019 and yes. make those Happy resolutions New Year, guys. strong commitments and remember take care of yourselves out there happy new year deuces ciao hey basic fam the show today was produced by basic llc music was provided by torian miles if you haven't already rated us, you know, it helps us get noticed. So one stars, five stars, it's up to you. But remember to subscribe and share and let people know about the basic buzz. All right, basic fam. See you next time.